0: And welcome back. My name is Sue and welcome to another of our Loma Sue Walk and Talk podcast where we talk about the science of emotions, positive psychology and neuroscience to help us learn to flourish and thrive even through adversity everything we talk about is based on science research evidence and today I was reading a, a fairly new article that's come out in the International Journal of Wellbeing by Tim Lomas amongst others around the varieties of vitality across cultural lexical analysis now if you've been listening to the previous episodes of our podcast you'll know I have a bit of a thing for language for words for the psychology of language and things like that and so I have to admit I did dedicate some time to reviewing this article and I found it really fascinating so I thought I'd share some thoughts with you and again if you're anything like me hopefully you'll be thinking about well what can I do with this Um, what can I take from this what can I uh, change for instance so um, the actual article is all about exploring the the word the theme the ethos of vitality And uh, explains very early on that in uh, the Western sort of centric nature of um, a lot of uh, research that it's been a little neglected. And yet actually in many uh, Eastern languages, Eastern traditions, then the vitality aspect is actually explored a lot more. So what the purpose of this is building on uh, Tim Lomas's um, lexography around uh, different words, different uh, languages that have words with untranslatable meanings, if you like, um, how we might be able to cultivate a greater understanding of vitality by engaging in some of those um, untranslatable words and enriching uh, this particular topic and our knowledge of this topic. So um, I won't go into too much detail about how they did it, Um, but basically they used um, grounded theory and they did three different types of uh, analysis, if you like, around that. So three coding stages, what they call coding stages, open, axial and selective. And I'm not gonna go into all of those sorts of things. Um, If you want to read the paper, then you certainly can. Uh, But what they did is they ended up um, with three different themes, uh, spirit, energy, and heart, and each of those had four sub-themes. And we'll go into that as we get, um, get further into this sort of conversation. Um, what I really liked is the, the sort of introduction about the sort of uh, historical background of this particular topic, the phenomenon of vitality. And anybody who's ever done the VIA, the Values in Action Signature Strengths Test, you'll know that one of the strengths is um, zest and vitality. And if you think about in Western language, we, from Latin, we have the word vita or vita. And uh, lots of sort of themes have come from that, and lots of different languages have some some sort of theme around it. there is different research over the years that's explored a little bit and I really like this Um, Ryan and Frederick actually put it as a positive feeling of aliveness and energy which has a a physical component to it Um, they highlighted the association between vitality and mental well-being so the link of vitality with correlating with life satisfaction and positive affect and I know Sarah Pressman's done some great work on this as well about the importance of vitality to our um, subjective well-being Uh, Ryan and Dietschy who you may be familiar with from self-determination theory they defined it as the energy available to self so rather than sort of ego depletion this is the energy that we have that we bring to things and they absolutely connected it with self-determination theory so vitality enhances activities that satisfy the three basic psychological needs of relatedness competence and autonomy So when we think about that, um, whilst positive psychology has been accused of being very Western centric, um, certainly since 2012, there has been a very steady increase in research from different parts of the world. And this is where it gets interesting that in some uh, cultures, the idea of um, vitality is a lot more entrenched than perhaps in some of the Western cultures. So let's think about what it is. So it could be viewed as being uh, physical. So there's the physical energy and vigor and uh, vitality that we might think of from that physical perspective. And yet it's also mental. So it's linked to the mental attitude of having enthusiasm or using one's willpower or having a positive attitude, etc. Well, that's really a mental component. Um, can it also have a spiritual component so if you think of the world health organization they often talk about uh, physical mental social some people suggest spiritual should be in there Um, but if we think about vitality is there a spiritual component Um, is it a uh, a sense of having spirit or uh, like a horse is spirited for instance well many things can be spirited Um, is there a spiritual element in there and there is definitely a social element because we know there's a shared or collective phenomenon that arrives from, uh, arises from the dynamics of social interaction. Um, so it's unclear which field, I guess, that vitality belongs to and therefore who needs to be studying it, etc. Um, and therefore the suggestion from this paper is maybe it's fallen through the cracks. So, some cultures do seem to have uh, less rigid distinctions, um, and therefore quoted in here is particularly China and India. Uh, so Chi is the superpersonal energy that flows within and around people. Uh, and in Indian traditions, things like um, yoga is a positive embodied experience, etc. So there seems to be certain um, cultures that do have, as I say, more connection to this area of vitality. So the purpose of this paper was basically to um, analyze the lexography and uh, explore what uh, what came up in the area of vitality. Now if you haven't looked at uh, Tim Lomas's lexography it's all available online um, and I love it I have to admit I've spent many an hour on there. There's 7,000 languages worldwide and maybe not everyone is represented uh, on this lexography but it's literally initially from his paper it's been crowdsourced with contributions that have built on this and they've uh, checked definitions, they've asked for public feedback etc for a further credibility check and it's pretty amazing. And um, initially, there were six categories that were identified, and they're still present on the, the website, that you can actually look at themes. So for instance, positive feelings is a theme, um, ambivalent feelings is a theme, love, uh, pro sociality, character, and spirituality. And these are all themes that come up. What was really interesting is over the last few years, an additional six new categories have... Uh, um, been added if you like to the lexography so this shows it's an ongoing um component. Uh, it includes vitality and cognition, uh, understanding and skills, um, aesthetics and eco-connection. So there's new themes that have sort of been pulled from this sort of language element. This particular paper, what they did is they focused on vitality and what language, what words uh, really uh, linked to this area of vitality, whether it be in the physical, mental, social or spiritual realm. Uh, they ended up with 223 words at present, and they do specifically say at present, so maybe it's going to be uh, continue to be built on. Now, let's have a look at what these three uh, main themes are. And then most importantly, then the little sub themes. So uh, three of the themes are spirit, energy and heart. So these were the three sort of categories, I guess, that they uh, pulled together. Uh, If you think about spirit, uh, spirit, the first sub theme is what they call life force. Um, So such as Chi or uh, breath, uh, I My business used to be called Excellentia Inspiratus and spiratus meaning um, breath or spiritus meaning breath because um, it was about breathing spirit into the minds of, of others. Um, and there are some really interesting words that are fairly commonly known, um, such as chi or prana, etc., um, that uh, sort of connect, I guess, to that life force element. The second sub theme under spirit is channels, so uh, a sort of easier example here would be chakras, Um, so what are the channels, for instance, that the forces flow, so that was another one. Um, The third was soul. Now the indication here is that soul and spirit are often used interchangeably and yet being subtle differences. Um, So thinking about soul, are we just uh, the mind-body dichotomy or is there something more to it than that? So what was the concept of soul all about and what's the language around soul? And the final sub-theme is self-transcendence. And again, this shows up in a variety of ways in some Western literature around sort of almost that self-actualization from Mazo's hierarchy many years ago. And it shows up quite considerably in many other um, languages, more so than in English. Um, and again, I'll share with you some words. Um, but if we think about um, self-transcendence, um, it's really about uh, going above, if you like, uh, lifting up Um, and so on so again we'll come back to some of the words on that the second uh, theme and relevant sub-theme so the second theme was energy and this is an interesting one because it's got um, four sub-themes that are quite quite different in some regards one is fortitude which is about tapping into that energy source where it's about resilience courage strength Um, and specifically it says Nordic languages are particularly rich in this um, of that element of uh, fortitude of the strength of having that uh, internal power and endurance etc I quite like that one Uh, the second sub theme here is uh, channeling which is more about how we wield our energy and power. Um, So does it exist within us? Does it originate outside of us? How do we challenge or use that? Um, And again, we'll look at some words around that uh, as we get further in. Uh, The third sub theme was uh, linked to willpower. So this is to do with agency, freedom, individuality, self assertion, persistence, durability, uh, those sorts of things. Really having a sense of uh, willpower to push through, to uh, keep going, uh, to have guts, audacity, uh, those sorts of things. Um, So you might resonate with that one. And then the fourth sub-theme is more about recharging energy, Um, so how do we actually uh, recharge, how do we um, not end up with a lack of energy but we can sort of build back up and replenish uh, that vitality again and again it's interesting here that we might uh, be using activities such as mindfulness etc it might be about creating that peaceful restful state in order to um, to regenerate Um, and again i'll share with you some words around this as we go through and then the third um, theme is heart now this is more about the emotional tone um, and it could be a range of different emotions here so heart is about um, potentially connection to people uh, union it's a feeling united um, and yet it's also about things like kindness etc but what's really interesting here the first first sub theme is desire Um, so, this is more about that sort of uh, romantic sexual desire, etc. But not only that, it's the d- drive and motivation. So, desire could be around passion, motivation, um, willingness, etc. So, it may be uncontrollable desire from a person perspective, or it could be an uncontrollable desire, as in um, life longings, um, things that you're driving for, etc. Uh, the second th- sub-theme is passion, which again crosses over. Um, again, we could go down the sort of sexual passion. And yet it's also about that that magnetic force that pulls us, the, um, the connection to higher levels of joy, the um, heartfelt state where we really feel uh, engaged, passionate about things. Uh, could be a person, could be um, to do with, I don't know, You get passionate for art, passionate for hobbies, passionate for your job, whatever it might be. The third sub-theme is affection, um, which is a little bit different. Uh, It's not necessarily so much about the um, sexual element that we might have with desire or potentially passion. It's more about kindness, care. Um, It's about um, seeking connection, receiving affection. It's about... um, there may be a physical emphasis or it could be the um, connection we might have of just sitting holding somebody's hand or running your fingers through somebody's hair or um, those sorts of things of just that affection element as opposed to the passion or desire and the fourth sub theme of heart is satisfaction um, which again is an interesting one because it's a very complex element when you think about satisfaction. Um, it could be to do with attainment of a goal um, that has that positive effect. It could be the afterglow of something. It could be um, that se- sen- um, sense of uh, that sustainable satisfaction that happens after you've um, achieved a goal, after you've done something, after a conversation, that sense of contentment that comes after after a a good meal or something like that, an evening glow, a tranquil peace of mind, uh, which I think is a really lovely way of thinking about it. So this was the the purpose of the paper and the the conclusion is really that lots of research is sort of needed around this and yet uh, the the constant theme that I really love that Tim is sort of uh, encouraging us around is how do we perhaps bring other words into our day-to-day? And I have to admit, I've, uh, from the previous time when we um, when I read Tim's book and when we also talked about the, uh, the lexicon of words, I did actually uh, keep a list and I have them still on my desktop. Um, so I keep them there every day in the, in the hope that I can um, sort of, I suppose, build them into what I do. I don't think I'm always successful. Um, But I do sometimes use some of my favorite ones, uh, passagiata, which is about, uh, not just about a leisurely walk or stroll, it's especially one taken in the evening for purpose of socializing. Uh, I often use queesting when I share different words because I love this from the Dutch to allow a lover access to one's bed for chit chat. Um, and the other one that I really love that I only used the other day which was Mbuki Mvuki which is uh, Swahili to shed clothes and dance uninhibited which is actually uh, in here as well in this uh, this particular paper so just to bring this to a close if you want to read the paper please do the International Journal of Wellbeing is freely available there's no costs involved to access the papers Um, and as I say Tim Lomas has done a, a great job here and i thought i'd share some of the the words that um i really liked some you may be familiar with um so for instance, aloha in Hawaiian means uh, breath of presence, um, but it's sort of hello, goodbye with a sense of love and compassion. And I really liked that. Similar to the Maori term of Oroha uh, has a, a similar theme. Uh, chakra that we're familiar with from a spirit perspective and demo, uh, which is Greek, which I probably sound, sounded more French when I say that, Elan in French. Um, I quite liked and I've heard before. Um, and what was really interesting is Kundalini is on here. Um, because it literally means the coiled one a source of subtle or primal energy thought to be at the base of the spine that can be awakened through meditative practices so that comes under the spirit sort of section as well and then there's the ones that you might have heard of such as chi, tao, yoga etc which have um, elements that link into what this paper is talking about Uh, Some other ones I found which I particularly liked under energy so there were 88 words that they found in different uh, languages that don't have a direct uh, translation and I love this one Kerglaff it's Scottish and it's the bracing shocking and invigorating feeling of suddenly entering cold water and it's so funny because when I was in Iceland you might remember from our conversation there uh, when Tanya and I did the sort of seven steps at this at the um, pools the first one was plunging in uh, an ice cold cold pool and so I love that now I'm going to know that that feeling that I had when I, uh, I jumped in Uh, was kurglaf. I love it. Um, uh, There's a few others that I found here. Um, Haka from uh, Māori was actually in here around a ceremonial dance or challenge. Uh, Mana in Polynesian languages about spiritual energy. Uh, Mojo in Creole. Um, And Orca which I thought was lovely which is Swedish for to have energy for something being resilient, spirited and enthused. I thought that was a great word. Um, another one I really liked was Rasmia. I'm not sure I've said that well it's Spanish for eagerness strength activeness courageous tenacity and gracefulness I'm not entirely sure I've ever been graceful while being courageous Um, and then a few others from the heart element um, that uh, I quite liked obviously learning Italian at the moment brillo which is Italian for uh, fire life metal not metal as in the the you know metal as in something but metal as in that internal metal life vivacity energy vitality confidence i quite liked that one um, i liked this one ara ara du popini uh, which is to walk arm in arm or hand in hand and i thought i must be able to add that to my vocabulary um, Door, I really liked from Romanian. I want you, intense, bittersweet longing for a person, place, or time. I thought that was a nice, simple one for me to remember. And um this one I thought was brilliant. Um, which is German for joy swash, being giddy or delirious with happiness. Um, and this one, uh uh, colleague, friend, colleague of mine uh, often had a phrase that I have uh, stolen and picked up as in uh, when someone is so cu- cute you want to squeeze them till their head pops off. Well there's a word for that in Indonesian it's called gamas, a feeling of love or affection, the urge to squeeze someone because they're so cute. I thought that was lovely. Last couple I'll share with you to see if you can embed in your world. Uh, harikoa, which is Maori for joyful, euphoric, delighted, exuberant, elated, thrilled, ecstatic. Um, I quite like that. I think I might be able to add that into my world. Um, and the last one that I kind of liked, I'm probably not going to say this very well. So my apologies to any anybody who speaks Czech out there. It's Unu anufnat, I think that's something like that, anufnat, to smother or crush by cuddling, to shower somebody with boundless love. Now, why have I shared that with you? Well, I love reading the research papers. I love thinking what I can learn from it. I love the fact that our world is more diverse than ever and yet sometimes within the research because a lot of the bias comes from the fact that things are printed in English, um, we often have a really strong bias towards um, English speaking language. And yet, there are so many wonderful words out there that perhaps we could build into our everyday. That becomes important to us. That becomes that changes the way that we view things. So, if you want to have a read, jump onto the International Journal of Wellbeing. uh, Check out Tim Lomas's article, and um, yeah, enjoy trying to embed some new words into your everyday. So thank you so much for listening to another episode of our Learn With Sue Walk & Talk podcast. I will see you back here again uh, for more reflections and ruminations. And if you would like more and you would like to join our membership forum, please uh, check out learnwithsue.com.au where we have some uh, expert in conversation sessions, some live sessions where we talk about different topics as well as on the portal courses, research reviews and much, much more. Enjoy and I will see you back here again next week.